Back to school is right around the corner. Are you ready for another school year? In today's Sit Down with Bishop Parks, we look at the upcoming school year and reflect on his journeys around the diocese this past year with some previously recorded audio, specifically about his past visits to one of our exceptional schools in our area. We'll also share some kids' questions to the bishop, including why he became a bishop. All this and more coming up next. Welcome to A View from the Top with Bishop Gregory Parks, Bishop of the Diocese of St. Petersburg. A View from the Top is a candid and hopeful conversation on current events that affect our church, our community, and our country. Now, here's Bishop Parks and the General Manager of Spirit FM, John Morris. Back to school is right around the corner. I've already seen advertisements for uh, back to school shopping. Do you remember, uh, did you carry a lunchbox to school? Were you one of the kids or did you buy? (laughs) Sure, no. When I was uh, very young, I would say, you know, maybe up to second grade or so, uh-huh. uh, used to have a lunchbox and then, uh, we went to the brown paper sacks, you right, know, right, <laughs> so, right. but uh, I do remember that. See, I remember, and, and back in the day when, when you and I were growing up, we had a lot of lunchboxes were TV themed. So if you had a TV show that you like to watch, Scooby-Doo. Or Happy Days. Happy or Days. That was a popular one. <laughs> I saw Adam 12 was one. <laughs> so you knew what you were. You're dating yourself, John. Well, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, kids are getting ready. Parents are getting ready. Most people have already chosen whether they're going to send their children to school. Uh, we have a, a great number of Catholic schools here in our diocese that uh, do a lot of good, and they're getting ready as well. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's really hard to believe that we're already <laughs> approaching the first day of school once again. It, it seems like the summer just started, and I don't know about you or our listeners, but it seems like the summer this year has gone very quick. Of course, I'm reminded that our students get out uh, earlier here in, right. in the state of Florida and in our diocese than uh, than I used to uh, when I was a student up in New York. We typically didn't begin school till after Labor Day, so it was in September. But then again, we didn't get out of school until probably mid to late June. Sure. So that was a little bit different schedule than here. But we are blessed here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg to have a good number of Catholic schools. We have 28 in total. Does and, that include, uh, are those also the pre, call them the preschools? Uh, like VPK? Yes. And, yeah, that would also include okay. that as well. So uh, there's many opportunities for our students, both Catholic and non-Catholic. Catholic to receive a, a quality faith-based Catholic education at one of our schools. Have you had a chance to visit them all? I know you've only been here a couple of years and getting to every parish is difficult. Boy, this has been a challenge. I, I think I've been to just about every parish, okay. but this is a big change from my previous diocese. We, we only had, I think, nine schools up in uh, Pensacola, Tallahassee. So there's uh, at least three times as many here. Little by little, I'm getting by uh, to, to visit them or to celebrate Mass or to go for a special occasion. So I have visited a, a decent number, but I still have some work to do in that area. One of the aspects of our courageously living the gospel and initiative, as I recall, was establishing a Catholic school. How was that coming? Sure. So that was a a very ambitious goal, one of our big goals uh, that we're trying to achieve as a diocese as part of our new vision. So we're looking at different sites, different locations around the diocese that might be well-suited for a new uh, diocesan parochial school. And we've identified a couple that seem to have a lot of promise. So that that process continues to move forward, but nothing I'm able to announce at this time. I understand. Why should a parent send their child to a Catholic school? So that's a a great question, and the answer would be this. Um, You know, there's a lot of good schools uh, here in our local area, public schools as well as other private schools. 
In a Catholic school, we not only teach our students many things, we teach them many subjects, but most important, we teach them about a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And we teach them about moral values and how to be a a good, faithful, and productive citizen in our community and in our world. So because of that faith aspect, I think that enhances the education experience. I I know it costs money to to go to a private school, to a Catholic school. Are there scholarships available for for most all the kids to, to attend? So there's several different financial assistance opportunities. As a diocese, our Catholic Foundation, their annual gala, has raised funds for Catholic education, specifically for tuition assistance for those families that might need to receive that. Then, of course, we're blessed here in the state of Florida, through the state, to have a program called Step Up for Students, which is a kind of a grant program where corporations actually donate money, which is then allocated on a per-student basis if they meet the financial needs and requirements for that. A good number of our students receive that Step Up aid, so that is something here in Florida that we want to make sure continues. Is there an issue with receiving public funds for a Catholic school? Does that church and and state separation come into play? Yeah, again, a very good question. With Step Up for Students, the money is actually not public funds because it's donated through private and public corporations. Is that? But is that taxed though? Is that something where the money would be taxed, but instead goes to the school to avoid the state tax? Or no, no. I think I believe the setup with the state of Florida is that it's a donation. Okay. It's a grant for that program, and in return, I believe that the corporate sponsors, those who contribute the funds, likely receive some type of a tax benefit from. In the state right. of Florida for that. But, like an individual making a gift yeah, to a church or something. But, but Step Up is not a, uh, a budget item for the state of Florida. Okay. It's, it comes from uh, corporate funds. There's been a lot of talk about school security. And so a lot of parents are concerned about their well-being of their children this year. A lot of local municipalities have had to budget to have extra security. What about those schools here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg? Has that impacted us? Well, it it sure has. In fact, um, you know, our top priority with regard to education is to make sure uh, that our students have a safe place in which to come every day to school uh, and that they feel safe while they're at school. So all of our schools and administration have undergone training, security training, since the Uh, Parkland shooting, which is what you're referring to. And uh, we've made some changes, you know, both in procedures, but also a number of our schools actually do currently have security uh, resource officers uh, that are on campus throughout the day and would be able to assist in the case of an emergency or somebody who's trying to do harm to our students. Does this impact our budget at all to have uh, resource officers within our schools? I would say, John, it probably would be minimal, and, and that's probably the least important consideration is the, the cost because, again, protecting our children and providing a safe environment is of the utmost importance. I can tell you uh, of the few Catholic schools that I have been around in the diocese, it's like trying to get into Fort Knox. You, you, you really uh, you can't – they've got everything locked down oh. to um, to protect the kids. I mean, it's all fenced in and – Uh, You've got to be buzzed in, and then they have to almost do a background check for you to get past the secretary. (laughs) And I experience that as well, John, and I'm the bishop. (laughs) Your picture's on the wall by the secretary usually. But uh, it's better to be safe than sorry, Mm -hmm. and again, to to keep our kids safe. You had a chance to go to Morningstar School. 
Morningstar School is a very unique school here in our Diocese of St. Petersburg. Tell us about that visit. Well, John, it was my second visit to Morningstar since I've been here in the diocese, and always a joy, you know, to, to be with the school, to be with those beautiful students there. And the reason for my visit this time was to celebrate their 60th anniversary of their founding. So uh, 1958, they were founded. And over these 60 years, they have really served the needs of a population of our, our students, of our children who have special needs uh, here in our community. So it's uh, been a blessing for our community, and I always enjoy the opportunity to see the students and, and the faculty there as well. As you can imagine, it's a special vocation or calling to serve our, our beautiful students with special needs. I heard recently someone asking, regarding Courageously Living the Gospel, why don't we see more educational facilities for high school students? Because Morningstar goes K through 8. Would there be anything down the road that might be out there to answer that kind of question? And that's a great question, John. And I, I think back to the listening sessions that I had here in our diocese early last year. And I did hear on many occasions individuals expressing the need for secondary education for those with special needs, particularly, as you said, at the high school level. Uh, it is something that I'm aware of, and I've had some thoughts about how we might be able to address that need here in our diocese. I would say there's no immediate plans, but it is something that's uh, kind of on my radar, as they would say, and, and something I would hope to accomplish, hopefully over the next few years here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg. We are blessed here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg to have a couple of different Morningstar schools, and one of them is located at Sacred Heart Parish in Pinellas Park. I was there to bless and dedicate what's called a sensory room, and actually it's a, it's a well-designed room, a place where the Morningstar students, and for your listeners who, who may not be familiar, children who have special needs, special learning needs, will go to Morningstar because they have a desire to learn, but they learn in different ways. And Morningstar provides them with that special needs education. But a lot of times they're anxious or worried or they you know, get a little frustrated. So the sensory room is a place where they can go to relax and to find peace. There's different activities within the room that they can participate in to, to just help them to get to a good place. That's what we need. You and I need a little sensory room, too. We call it a chapel. Yeah, I said, you know, it's funny, uh, John, I said the same thing uh, when I arrived there. And when I saw it, I told my assistant, Father Carl, I said, take some pictures because I might want to construct one of these at the pastoral center. You know, you know, you know? I heard a commercial the other day on another station, and I've seen it on other TV shows, these rooms where people can go to vent they, they, they'll they'll have a, I don't know, a 10 by 10 room or a 20 by 20 with a bunch of appliance, used appliances and just all kinds of stuff with hammers and baseball bats and so forth. And people can go in and let out their frustrations and bust things up. And yeah. you pay money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one way of getting your, your anger and frustration out in a, in a healthy way. I also mentioned when I was there at the sensory room that I like to maybe take a little more spiritual approach when I need a little bit of a That's time right. out. I find sometimes I'll just go and sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just spend some quiet time in prayer before the Lord. 
and just be quiet. You know, you don't have to to fill up your prayer time with a lot of words. Sometimes just being there in the Lord's presence can be very calming and very peaceful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it was we get so tied up in in everything going on in our lives and, and we sometimes bottle up that anger and, you know, you can go to a chapel and kind of just sit and chill. Yeah, I would say that that would be a much more healthy way of dealing with it than allowing it to affect your your personality or the way that you treat others and interact with others. You know, sometimes they call it uh, having a bad day, right? So-and-so is having a bad day. But really just to spend some quiet time and don't even have to be in a chapel, you know, just find a quiet place to go, maybe in your home even in the car, instead of you know just putting the radio on right away when you get in, maybe just spend a few quiet moments in prayer before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's why we tell people to listen to Spirit FM, too, to get you in the right frame. That's a, that's a good alternative that's as right. well. I'd recommend that. <laughs> that's right. We mentioned at the outset of our program that uh, we were at the Family Faith Fest, and there were a lot of children there from our various schools and communities, and we had to, the chance to ask some of our children what they would like to ask the bishop. Okay. <laughs> and what we've done is uh, we've got those recorded. Hi, my name is Lulu, and I go to the Christ the King Catholic School. I have a question for you. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Well, I, I don't know that I could identify one. I would say I'm, I'm one of those people that has a few movies that if I'm flipping through the channels uh, on TV, if I happen to see one of them, I'll probably stop and watch it. Uh, movies like, for example, uh, Field of Dreams. Okay. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a sports fan, so I love anything with sports. Um, Apollo 13. Uh, would be another one. I've always found that just very interesting how they work through all the different adversities of that mission um, and, the, and the drama that ensues there. One of my favorites, which uh, may be a little controversial, is Braveheart. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, it's a good movie, but I, uh, I, I do recognize there's a lot of violence in sure. there as well. But it's also somewhat inspirational as to what a, a group of individuals who's convicted about something and willing to fight for it can actually accomplish. So those are just a few of my favorites. Gladiator? I do like Gladiator as well. Uh, again, I, I think part of that is... Uh, the Roman... Uh, well, yeah, the whole Roman experience, uh, having lived in Rome for four years and to see how they recreated some of those venues is, is interesting to me. Hi, my name is Claire, and I go to Christ the King Catholic School, and I have a question for you. What is your favorite breed of dog? <laughs> well, I am a, uh, I am a dog lover, John. Not nothing against cats, but no, my my preference you. would be to have a dog, and we had uh, several while I was growing up. I would say I, I I probably like we 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 had a couple of miniature pinchers. Now that might be interesting to some of our viewers because they're relatively small dogs, right. and, and I'm a big person. Yeah, you, so you, you and your brother and and your <laughs> other brother Chris were were all over six foot. Yeah, I'm six foot eight, six foot eight. My younger brother Stephen is six foot four. But anyway, we we had these little dogs and. Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy them. They were a lot of fun. They are high energy and short hair. So I was happy about that, that they didn't make a mess around the house with the with the shedding. But uh, I would say probably the miniature pinchers. I know that some of our priests around the diocese have dogs. Uh, you don't have one right now, do you? I, I don't, John. Probably don't have time. To well, that, that's one thing is it'd be difficult to properly care for it because I'm out of town quite a bit and away from the house during most of the day. But also, I have enough of a challenge trying to take care of myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
My name is Patrick, and I go to Bishop Arkin Catholic School. And why do you like your favorite food? If you have a restaurant or, or something you want to prepare at home, what, what would you go for? I would say, uh, in general, uh, probably my favorite is Mexican. I, I just really enjoy that. I, I don't know why. I, I have certain things that I like, uh, quesadillas as well as uh, chicken enchiladas. Those are two of my favorites. And a good guacamole is always excellent with chips. So I, uh, given a choice, if there's a good Mexican place around, and I've been able to find a few here in our, our local area, I always enjoy going for Mexican food. Yeah, and it's usually light on the wallet, too. It is. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Hi, my name is Edward. I go to Bishop Arkin Catholic School. And did you choose to be in the priesthood, or did God choose for you to be in the priesthood? So, Edward, that's a awesome question, and uh, one that I get asked uh, quite a bit. Uh, we believe that we are invited by God to serve as a priest. So it's not something where typically you say, well, boy, I just always you know, uh, want to be a priest, like I want to be a policeman, or I want to get into business, or I want to... It's, um, it's really a very special vocation, and uh, we believe that the origin of that is found in God's invitation to us. We believe it's God who chooses us and invites us to consider that for our lives, and hopefully we have the courage to be able to say yes to his call. For you, when did you know that you felt like you had a call to the priesthood? I would say, uh, you know, I, John, I thought about it uh, from a pretty early age, maybe the time I was in second grade. So that young, about eight years old, mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school and uh, you know, was exposed to priests. And we always had priests that were friends with our family. My par- family was very involved in our parish church. Uh, we were as children, you know, as altar servers and youth group members and so forth. So I would say from a pretty young age, but then didn't think a whole lot about it during high school and uh, certainly not during college. Mm-hmm. Uh, during those years, I, sure. I think my mind was on other pursuits. <laughs> but uh, you know, once I was uh, out of college and, and working in business after graduating, that I, this whole idea about becoming a priest just kept coming back to me. Did you keep it like to yourself or did you express it with your mom and dad at, at a young age? No, in fact, uh, I did uh, didn't keep it to myself. My uh, my parents often thought when I was a child that I did have a call to be a priest, and then once I became an adult, I think they still thought I had a call and was just maybe in a little bit of denial uh, about it. But uh, I realized that this feeling that I had in my heart uh, and in my soul that this is what the Lord was calling me to uh, just wouldn't go away, and uh, it was something that I had to to pray about and had to deal with. And ultimately, it led me to the realization that this is what God was calling me to do with my life. Are you younger or older than Stephen? Uh, Stephen is a year younger than I am. And that's your brother. My brother Stephen, he's uh, also a priest uh, in the Diocese of Orlando. He entered the seminary a year before I did. So he's my younger brother by a year, age-wise but my older brother in the priesthood by a year. And you outrank him a little bit. <laughs> but I, I think uh, when he entered the seminary and he had a very good experience, I think I said to myself, well, if my younger brother can do it, I can do it too. Did you guys as teenagers ever talk about that? Not too much. Again, during high school and during college, my mind was on other things and things I thought I wanted to do with mm-hmm. my life. Stephen was actually a little bit more of a surprise he didn't speak as much when he was a child about being a priest. 
It wasn't until he was also out of college and working in business uh, that the whole idea came to him. Part of the reason I'm asking you this, obviously people are curious about your call. Uh, Some parents may not be too keen on their their sons becoming priests and yet if, if a child is exhibiting that how, do, how does that reconciled in the family how do you, what is and what does the church say about that well we of course would hope that parents would want the best for their child what we would say is that would be would be what god wants for them so we would hope that that parents would uh, support a, a child's decision to become a priest or a brother uh, religious, and even to encourage them to to think about that as a possible vocation that God could be possibly calling them to serve Him in that way. I have spoken with parents, you know, that are a little bit concerned, uh, uh, either that or they they want a lot of grandchildren, and right. you know, so they have some very personal reasons for not wanting a, a, their child to become a priest or religious. But again, I think most parents want their children to be happy, and. Um, I believe, and we believe that we're most happy when we do God's will. Do you recall people coming up to you outside of your mom and dad saying, Greg, you'd be a great priest? (laughs) I did. As a child, I think a lot of our family friends kind of saw that in me. And In fact, uh, to share a little story with you, Mm -hmm. when I was in eighth grade, uh, graduated from Catholic school, we had these little autograph books that the you know, you sign with your classmates and we exchange them sure. and write messages and so forth. One of my uh, mom's friends uh, wrote in my book, she said, uh, Greg, she said, I, I know that one day you'll, you'll achieve your life's goal, which is to be a priest. How about so that, that was in eighth grade. And I still have that book. And uh, uh, it was kind of prophetic. I don't think anybody predicted or said I'd be a bishop. So that was a little, <laughs> that was a little bit of a surprise. But the, the priest part was not... <laughs> Bishop Parks, as we wrap up today's program, would you lead us in a prayer that we may all grow closer in faith as we start this new school year? Pray for our school teachers, our administration, and especially our students. God, our Father, we thank you and praise you for the gift of knowledge. And we ask your blessing today upon all of our students who will be returning to the classroom this week and in the coming weeks. We pray that you may fill them with knowledge and wisdom, that you may open their minds and hearts to learning more and more about our faith. We ask that you guide them in their relationships with their friends and with their teachers. And we just ask your abundant blessings that they may have a great year this year in school and may learn a great deal. May God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. For more with Bishop Parks, including past programs, his social media accounts, and ways to subscribe to this podcast, visit dosp.org bishop. A View from the Top is a production of Spirit FM 90.5 and the Communications Office of the Catholic Diocese of St. Petersburg. A View from the Top is made possible by the annual Pastoral Appeal and listeners like you. Thank you for your support.